Broadcasting from the world-famous Haunted Winery here in Warren, Michigan, this is Ghostly Talk on March 8, 2009. Ghostly Talk is independently produced every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time to converse about all things paranormal. For more info, go to www.ghostlytalk.com. Thank you, Bonnie. Tonight, we talk about the Phoenix Lights with Dr. Lynn Kate. I think I got it pronounced it right. I just talked to her a few minutes ago. I should. We learn about exopolitics with Michael Sala. And then finally tonight, we get into sex, shamanism, and healing with Katie Weatherup. A hubba hubba. <laughs> I haven't done a show like this in a while. I'm almost afraid to ask. A show like what? Well, first off, um, it's going to take, like, the neurons are firing much slower than normal uh, this week. Um, yeah, what's going on here? Well, Doug's MIA right now. We don't know where the hell he's at. Doug is passed out in a drunken coma. Well, no, no let's, <laughs> let's give the guy the credit he deserves. I'll explain this briefly. Back in uh, what, October, November, we talked about how Doug and I kind of took on this new uh, this new place of employment, and yes. the next six months and you're we're going to working be, like mad. Yeah, and the next six months were going to be really hard on us to the point where we actually. As you guys know, we uh, pre-taped all our shows for December, mm-hmm. and we thought, well, okay, we'll get through December, and we should be fine after that. And we really, in reality, we have been. Uh, but this weekend, uh, Doug and I both put in about 25 hours each between Saturday and today. <laughs> Just to illustrate a little bit, and I'm going to keep trying to get Doug on the line here. I, I, I talk. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, I think I was up at like I think I, I said quarter to six yesterday morning. And I stayed up till about 5.30 this morning, mm. actually about 20 to twenty to 6 this morning. Uh, and I went to bed for an hour and got back up <laughs> and worked till about noon today. Uh, and I was the lucky one. 
uh, from what I understand now. I, I I pretty much had a meltdown, and my and our and our boss said, you know what, you're done, Scott. You've been you've been you've been working hard. Okay, we got everything covered. You're cool. Go to bed. So I went to bed, and I got a couple hours of sleep this afternoon. Um, Doug, on the other hand, though, called me about 5 p.m. Eastern time here today and said, uh, yeah, um, I just closed my laptop. Yeah, Doug was going strong. Yeah, he and. So he's like, I think I'm going to remote the show tonight. I'm like, okay, fine, you know. And apparently he's going to do it through osmosis. Yeah, I mean, he's probably talking right now. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. but And we're probably, well, he's it wouldn't like, be any different than it normally is. We, can you hear me? We stop all over each other anyways, vocally and, and verbally here, so it wouldn't be any different. But, yeah, we're trying to get him on the line. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, listening audience, our dear listener out there, that uh, he may have just, like, sat on the couch and, and just passed, passed out. out. I, 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 I'm not going to be surprised by that. So maybe about 7 or 7.30, he'll come blowing in here going, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll see from, we'll hear. Let's try him right now. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's try him. Why not? I mean, you guys have called me during the show before and left wonderful voice. Yeah, let's leave him messages. a voicemail. Yeah, that's cool. We can do that. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. I know he's passed out. I know he's asleep. He's got to be asleep. Let's give this thing some teeth. That sounds better. Oh, yeah. That's louder. Apparently, it's going to take forever. Hey, it's Doug. You got my voice now. Please leave me a message so I can check with you. A-S-A-P. Gracias. Please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Hello, Douglasius. Where are you? Yeah, where are you, man? It's like 7 after right now, and we're doing the show. And I love you and miss you, and I'm so sad I'm not waking up to your face. That sounded wrong, but it wasn't meant that way. I knew it happened. I knew, <laughs> I knew it was bound to happen someday. No, uh, what Doug, was bound to happen? Doug, no, we're, we can't. We're leaving a message right Who now. Who cares? We're le- well, that's a good I've point. heard the messages you leave me. Yeah. Doug, wake up, Doug. Can you hear that? No, he can't hear that. No. Doug, wake up. No, he can't hear it. You bastard. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. Call yeah. us. Yeah. Bye. What do you, What's this working crap? <laughs> All right, we'll call you in about five minutes. <laughs> and, and leave we, another one. We're just going to spend message. the first half an hour prank calling Doug's <laughs> voicemail, just leaving stupid messages, and then we'll hopefully play them back someday cause, and say, oh, God, look how funny we were back then. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the story right now. I'm running on about three cylinders out of eight. Um, I've got the coffee, thank goodness. And so I'm my usual going. goofy. You got some sleep last night. I, you ever? I was so tired this morning that I was like almost crying. I was like in pain. Wow, that's and, bad. And I was literally. Here's the thing: is I was passing out. I mean, I, Amber was passed out, so I went out in the living room and just threw the laptop in my lap, and I and I put on the TV, and uh, you know, we're, I got a conference call going on my 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 cell phone, and I'm and I'm passing out, and I'm dreaming about sleeping. <laughs> you ever do that before? That's you're bad. so tired. God, that's bad. You're so tired. You're dreaming about sleeping. I, I was dreaming about like comfy bed, 
nice soft pillow, you know, warm blanket to put over my body. I was like yearning for this so bad, but you know, hey, there's much money to be made, my friends. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to punch through it. So that's the story with that. Um, hopefully, we'll be hearing from Doug here sooner yeah. or later. So therefore, my view in the studio has changed. Doug looks just a little different. Yeah, we have a visitor today. here to fill in. Um, Say hello, visitor. Hello. <laughs> That we was have, creepy. I we love have, it. We have Hoss in the studio. Right? <laughs> this is my Doug voice. <laughs> That's not, that is not Doug's voice at all. It's really not Doug, but it's perfect. That's like my voice more. That's like your impersonation of me. When Actually, you, when no, that's not. Scott's impersonation of my voice. No, my impersonation of your voice is always kind of like... <laughs> not when we went to Indiana. What was it? When then? we went to Indiana, every time... Because I wasn't on the show then. Every time you guys imitated me, it was like, and Bonnie sounds like this. <laughs> and you guys made your voices deeper. Apparently, I have a deeper voice than you and Doug. That's not true. Especially today, if you can hear that, I'm just like, kind of, <laughs> I have like one vocal cord in there just straining You're right very now. gravelly today. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Amber's going to be kind of hanging out here with us, too. She's in the studio. Hello, Amber. Hello. Um, that's your real voice, right? I like Hoss better. Do Hoss. <laughs> You want me to talk like this? <laughs> yes, the whole trip. No, or the whole time. Okay. Apparently, I'm on a trip. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I want to be on a trip. Someone take me somewhere. <laughs> so hopefully, again, we'll hear from. I'll Doug. take you somewhere, Bonnie. God. Nirvana. <laughs> we'll be talking about sex later. Okay. <laughs> Just, just hold. On. Try to hold. I know you're excited about that. I am. I uh, am. But just try to hold. You, you know. Keep your pantyhose on, for lack of a better term. I'm not wearing pantyhose. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not wearing panties. <laughs> I said I wasn't wearing pantyhose. <laughs> I see. I, I don't even have a response. That's the thing. I, I'm defenseless. I'm a sitting duck tonight. I know. It's great. To, I to love be it. Just, just destroyed. You're going to get railed all night. <laughs> hmm. Another play on words there by Bonnie. Thank you very much. I love you, Scott. Yeah, this is going to really be a scrappy... <laughs> Did you hear that? Scrappy? Uh, I nearly slipped that time, man. There, and it shows you, too, my, my, even my own censoring system isn't working properly tonight. A couple of announcements here. Ooh, here's a big one. This is a big one I wanted to throw out to you guys. I've been mentioning for the last, the better part of a month now about the Lost Archives that we talked about. Uh, this was a few weeks ago I mentioned Are they up? They are up now. Woo-hoo, I finally oh got them down this week. Oh, my God. Well, I, I put it off for two weeks. I kept telling you guys out there I was going to have them. Uh, yeah, but you guys have been working like mad. Yeah, we've been just losing our minds. But I finally got some time this week to, to get them done. They're up. They're in the current archives and the previous archives right Scott, now. you're the man. Is this like a per- – give me some coffee then if I'm the man. You are – okay, hold on. No, I'm Fine, gonna, don't no. do that. Well, give me some coffee then. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Am I stepping on your toe? Oh, no, not at all. She made dinner earlier. Amber, you trust coffee. me. If yeah. I like jump up and do anything, it's not going to be getting. I could coffee. use some coffee, but that's all right. I'll I'll do that on the break. That isn't a big deal. But no, I got them up. They're in the they're in the current archives right now. So when you if you go tonight to whatever to download this recent show, uh, and God only knows why you would. Yeah, do that. because this is going to really suck tonight. Well, no, no, we got some really cool guys. It's going to be great. Yeah, we, got, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight, but uh. They'll, they'll, they'll be right under those guys. So they're, they're there for you to check out. I cleaned them up. Uh, and they sound pretty good now. And there's some fun stuff. It, it, I was really nostalgic. You know, I don't, 
I've mentioned that before. We talk to people. We have to talk to people all the time when we're on the road, mm-hmm. or we get you know emails and stuff like that. And people do that to us sometimes, and they're like, you know, you remember episode number thirty-seven? Oh my god, at, I know. You know, at the hour, the second hour, when you were talking to that guy who thought his his frisbee was going to chop his head off or something. You know, it's just something. And I'm like, no, I don't. But that's kind of like when people ask me what's my favorite show that we've done. I'm like, uh, yeah, it Dee Snyder, man. Oh. <laughs> He 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 was creepy. Thank God we taped that. That's all I'm saying. All I can say about it. no, Dee Snyder was the man. But uh, no, that's uh, it was really nostalgic to listen to these archives. I'm gonna and stuff. have to go back and yeah, listen to them. Well, this was back, you know, when it was just myself and Doug, and I think Will was on. He might have been on all three. Of them, I don't remember. Uh, I just kind of cranked through him a little bit and listened to him and stuff like that. And it doesn't matter. I'm sure I probably heard him live. And they were they were fun. They were fun back then. I mean, I was really surprised at how together we even had it back then. Too. I mean, I, this is like 2000. It might have been 2003, I think, or two, I forgot what year it was now. Uh, but I was really, you know, impressed even, you know, back then. And not because it's my show, and I'm sure I'm going to get an email from somebody going, oh, boy, yeah, pat, pat yourself on the back some more. But you know, I was really kind of, you know, really pleased at, with the progress that we, uh, we uh, you know, we were making back then, too, and, you know, even now. So it's, it's really nostalgic to listen to that stuff, and I hope you guys enjoy it, too. It's really June 13th, 2000. I'm sorry, June 15th. June 22nd and June 29th. Those are the three dates, and they're up there for you guys to check out. So Fabulous. finally got them done. I'm sorry I put you guys off for so long, but, you know, duty calls, got to make the money and stuff You're like that. You're the man, Scott. Um, I think we'll give away another CD tonight, too. I think we should. We'll do that also sometime here tonight. Um, I want to mention our seven-year anniversary party again. Yes. Uh, that's going to be coming up the 21st of this month. And a whole new round of phone calls is going to start tomorrow, gang. What's our what's our what's our number right now? What are we um, what do you got roughly? Because I mean this isn't this the thing from we, people that I know of, I mean, how do you get a count for all of MPI? Yeah, that's relative. I mean they yeah, they kinda you know You know, when when one of them responds it pretty much means all of MPI is coming. Well we have to I gotta really get on top of that and so call I'm just tomorrow if your phone number is in my phone, I'm calling you. Okay. I have to give you a list of phone numbers. If you're going to be making the phone calls, yeah. I should give you a list of phone numbers also to call. I, I, made, okay. a, I made a little list up of just a few numbers, but they're they're pretty important people that I'd like to okay. have there. But, yeah, it's it's, it's a weird thing because, uh, you know, this isn't like a, you know, a, this isn't a conference <laughs> or anything like that. Nope, no, we're not putting press releases out on this crap or anything like that. This is just a party for us to get together, and we haven't done it in a couple of years. So we spent our fifth anniversary in Arkansas, our sixth anniversary in Decatur, Illinois, and this mm-hmm. is the first. This is the first year in a couple of years that we've actually been home for this thing. So we decided to actually, you know, have have a nice little party for ourselves and just enjoy ourselves and kick back and do some taping. Um, and um, cooking. Yeah, Bonnie's cooking, and uh, there's gonna—I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of drinking going on. Oh yeah, and, um, mm-hmm. so it's the usual Guaranteed. thing. But if you're but you're a friend of the show, fire us an email if you live here locally. I mean, if you want to drive across the country to come here, and we know you. There are people that have been invited from out of state. Yeah, uh, if you want to come out here and hang out with us that weekend, that's cool. We can work something out. Um, just you know, like I said, I think it's just one of those things where I'd like to know who these people are. I just don't want to invite. Right. We've mm-hmm. now, we've tried this before. Yeah, I know. And we've met some real douches, unfortunately, yeah, as a result of that. And I don't want to deal with that on a big night that we're celebrating. You know, the seven years of work we put into the show. So, you know, if we know, yeah, that's cool. It's just one of those things. I guess it's just up to us if you come or not. Exactly. <laughs> so deal with it. Uh, so that's coming up. Jeez, uh, oh, Pete. What else? You want to try Doug again? Yeah. Let's. <laughs> Because this is fun for me. He's probably, well, I'm hoping he's sitting there going, oh, God, they're going to just. Because normally it happens to me, so. Yeah. 
When it happens to Doug, it's fun. Pay attention, Amber. Yeah. We want you to leave the message next time. 15 seconds on my dungeon. Do it. Do it in your. Oh, thanks for really being. (laughs) (laughs) Do it in your um cartoon voice that you you do. No, the cartoon voice you do. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Meatwad? Yep, do it. I don't know what to say. Do an entire message as Meatwad. Hey, it's Doug. Uh, you got my voicemail. Right please, now. Please. Go for it. A-S-A-P. At the tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Hey, Doug, this is me while talking, and uh, you better get yourself ASAP and don't the talk because you're missing it. And I don't have anything else to say. So you guys better step in now. That was perfect. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love you, Amber. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I love you. I agree, Amber. I agree, hands down, that Amber can, if, if, if the person who did the voice for Meat Whatever got fired or something Amber like that. Amber could do it. Amber, sure. Amber could do that. And just, I think you should do the rest of the show like that. <laughs> and we'll tell people. We'll, we'll, put, we'll get a ton of press on that. <laughs> we actually had Meat Wad on the show. I had told Doug, because, you know, there was that whole cheerleading competition this weekend, that I was going to do the entire show cheerleading oh, style. But even I can't handle that much chipper from me. No. It's disgusting. No. One like thing, you should do it that way. One thing you mentioned before the show, Amber, we were all uh, sitting outside talking, and you don't have that article available, do you? Mm-hmm. Do you have it? Mm-hmm. Why don't you pull it up and just, if you want to, just give us a couple of couple of snippets from that. Um, I'd like to discuss that. So we have a couple minutes here to talk, and you know, Doug usually fills the, you know the, the other void yes. that is my mind, and uh, well, he's not here, so that, and we miss him. We do miss him, and he's. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Well, you know, I guess maybe it's for the better, because you know how funny it would be in the middle of the show if he just kind of passed out and started snoring? Hilarious. It would be hilarious. Do you but know how really long a... it's been since you've recorded someone sleeping on the show? Yeah. It's been years since we did that, and I, I wonder if we still have that archive. Oh, before. I'm sure you do. Actually, no, we still, it's up on the site. You can mm-hmm. download that. We, kept, we, we actually went as far as to clip that out. <laughs> that, that was funny. What do you got here, uh, Amber? Um... Okay, it's just an article, and someone, this particular yeah, author... No, 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 yeah, name, no, names. no names. This particular author is arguing that why can't we charge as paranormal investigators for uh, our services because we're offering a service where some people are actually spending a lot of time putting real effort into it. Um, let's see if I can find a quote or something. They're very few and far between. Um, basically, this person's saying if, if, if you sit there and spend the time to put together DVDs, um, printouts, actually take the time to talk to the people, put hours and hours and hours in. Why can't you charge something like $50 if they want all that information delivered to them in like a book form or a packet or something? Um, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting, though, because that's one of the topics I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Oh, it's, it's, Are you giving me a news? Yeah, you're giving the news. sound important? Yeah, you're giving the news. Go. Keep, keep, keep going. We want you to sound impotent. Go. <laughs> keep going. Come on. That distracts me. How is that better now? It's low in the Yeah, mix. yeah, that's better. Okay, what? No. Um, so she said that she's basically, they're providing a service, um, and why can't they charge for a service? Yeah. And that's, that's she, I mean, we're not going to name the well, name. Well, it, like it's, it's saying who, basically, the, the argument, too, is also like, who made these rules? Who came up with it? Um, no, that's an interesting question. Yeah, who, right? who started to say that just because you do this, you can't charge for it? But we were saying the reason why we feel you can't charge for it is because it's not a concrete thing. Because the person, the author's arguing. Well, I'll tell, yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who made the rule. Somebody who has logic. 
Well, yeah, so it's, it's logical, ahead. but it, she's arguing that, oh, okay, well, you know, if you're an electrician, you've actually put the time and effort in to study your trade. And so that's fantastic. Someone comes in and, and you give them a fee. You expect to pay. But That's fantastic, but an electrician, when yeah. I call an electrician up and say, yeah, that's hey, my lights won't come on here, yeah. right? They can probably come up with a solution. They'll come here and go, oh, well, this is the reason we have to fix this wire here and replace this wire, and boom, your lights will come back on. There is a feasible... Yeah. product slash service being done that you benefit from the results. Yes. Okay, like period. Me. What? Like me. Yeah. My services. Bonnie gives great services and <laughs> I I know I know a handful of people myself that have benefited from those services also. So there's a good example also. Bonnie Bonnie Bonnie's taking takes takes just email her. She'll happy to service anybody. No, in all seriousness, no. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, it's it's a feasible thing you're getting. It's a it's a feasible service and our product you're getting. With ghost hunting, well, here's okay. In all fairness, we discussed this also before the show. And I said the example I use is when I uh, years a few years ago, I um. <laughs> I signed on with a consulting firm uh, for a I I. I I paid for some services for an accounting firm to kind of organize my finances and kind of get my money straightened out and, and give me some good investing advice and stuff like that. Now, I paid $300 for these guys to do this. Now, what am I getting? Well, and this is the thing that you mentioned. This ties in with that. When we sat, I sat down and had a meeting with these people. We started kind of going back and forth, exchanging ideas. And the first week I came in there, they had a hardcover book. It looked like a yearbook that had all of my numbers, everything I had set up, all you know, everything – all the information I want. I can just, at the tip of my fingers, I can read all this stuff. And, you know, and that's, that was, you know, I paid a lot of money to, for this service, but I was very pleased by that because I had something to go by. Now, what this person mentioned, too, was that, you know, if they furnish the, the clients, which I'm, okay, second, they, they use the I'm, term. I'm tired of that they stupid word. I'm tired of that also, and I've heard of other people saying the same thing, and I agree with them. I'm getting tired of this whole client thing, but that's a whole different story. Um, if they furnish them with, a, you know, a notebook full of information, DVDs, you know, CDs, whatever it may be. I mean, I don't see, I really don't see a problem trying to recoup your expenses from that. I mean, your gas, if it's a long drive, your gas, no, you know. This, this person specifically said. They're looking at, you know, yeah. Well, they said, if I drive more than 25 miles for videotapes, for audio tapes, fill out reports, print and mail them to my client, mm -hmm. then what's wrong with charging $50, which... Well, yeah, fifty bucks if, for if, all that—that that makes sense yeah, to me. That, that's going to cover your expenses. Yeah, if they're actually taking the time to leave you with something that's concrete, not oh, no, that's like, cool. We didn't think your house was haunted, and then they leave. <laughs> at least they're giving you something you well, can yeah. show your friends at a party. I'm all for that. That's great. If you're just gonna—if you really want to just cover your expenses, that's totally cool. I can—I can see that. No, yeah, I agree. But some you people know, would even say, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, no, I, yeah, I don't think that's being fair. Yeah, I, mean, I don't either. Especially this time of you know this in the state of the economy today, mm -hmm. I mean every penny counts, and I don't see why somebody would want to would want to run themselves into the poorhouse for a hobby. That's ridiculous. You shouldn't do that. Uh, so recouping your expenses, you know, hey, look, I paid this money for the videotapes. I paid this much money, you know, for you know for gas. You well, know, and if if you if you stated, you know, like we charge this, we charge a fifty dollar amount for this or whatever, it actually it, it might start filtering out all the idiots that are well, that's a watching good, TV. That's a good point. Yeah. They're watching TV and they're like, oh, I heard something in my attic. I got a ghost. <laughs> Why do they all have a song? I got a ghost. You're going to get us in big <laughs> trouble, Amber. So they, Amber. <laughs> so they call and they waste your time. There's been plenty of times in the past where people have wasted our time. Oh, I've had my time wasted countless yeah. times. I agree. And and then and then when you try to tell them, well, look, we didn't find anything. Or what do you mean? Yeah, oh, they're... <laughs> 
they get angry because you didn't find a ghost in their house. Yeah. So maybe doing do th- something well, like that would filter out the people that are just looking, or or they want their house on the next talk show. Well, that's what. Whatever. That's my. So let's be frank. This field is this field is filled with a bunch of opportunists right yeah. now. Opportunists right now. Um, that's 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 the bottom line. I hate to say it, but and I I've met some people personally that have had locations or properties that. Well, you want to come here and check it out, and we've said, hey, look, you know. Nothing insane. Well, just last week I had I, uh, re- you know, I had somebody grab me on the buns when I was walking <laughs> down the hallway. Well, yeah, yeah, that was okay, fine, but nobody grabbed me on. Yeah, it was, it no, was me. <laughs> nobody, nobody grabbed me on the buns. I can't verify this. And really, what they're trying to do, a lot of people, and again, this is just being frank, is they're they're trying to get somebody, you know, ghost hunters or paranormal investigators, uh, you know, to put their stamp of approval on the place. So then they can say, well, these people, it's like anything. I mean, if I go to get a job, you know, the first thing they always ask me is, well, what kind of reference do you, references do you have? Do you have, you know, people that, you know, that are, that are going to vouch for you and say that, you know, this guy's done good work in the pr- path with us. We can put our stamp of approval on him. The same thing goes in the situation, too, where, well, yes, we were there uh, from the, you know, Billy Bob <laughs> Paranormal Alliance of the USA and said that, you know, we did our investigation work, and, and we think that there's definitely a Class A, you know, a demon anomaly slash ecto-vector flying around this place, and, you know, we think it's very high. Well, then they can take that to the studios, I guess, and then they can get their own reality show, too. You know, that's kind of the, the, the mean look on it, but it's the truth, though, too, I think. Uh, and that's why I, I do think that somebody, and I've met some very genuine people, we've met, we've worked on some stuff together, Amber, where the people were like, oh, you know, I'm just curious, and if there's nothing here, there's nothing here, mm-hmm. and you guys can't find anything, and I just think it's interesting, and people, you know, they spawn an interest in the paranormal as a result of personal experience they've had in their homes, mm-hmm. and that's great, um, but I have met people, too, that, that really, you know, got, you know, under, you know, hot under the collar because we just could not provide them with conclusive evidence that their home was haunted, and that don't make a whole lot of sense to me. You know, I mean, it, why would you do that? That's when the questions need to be asked. Well, why do you want this place to be so haunted? Well, and then they find out, oh, we're opening a bed and breakfast here. You know, because those things are popping up all over the place now. They're popping up everywhere I hear about. There's a new bed and breakfast coming out. And we've discussed the whole manufacturing haunts thing here on the show. And I think it's going on more and more, unfortunately, nowadays. So watch out for that, guys. Uh, but, yeah, going back to the point, though, of this discussion, um, I can see you recouping your expenses. That's totally cool. But you remember, now I told you guys, you remember, you remember this, Bonnie, years ago when we were, this is, I think, maybe, no, this may have been, well, I don't know, you might remember it, but uh, I was working, we were working with some people, Doug and I were working with some people, you know, investigating wise and through the show and stuff like that, and they were starting up this, you know, because everybody, you know, I've been noticing there's always these groups now that they have to have, like, the biggest and, like, most conclusive name that's going to, like, just rule international <laughs> paranormal research oh, yeah. gods or, you know, and the Worldwide Paranormal Alliance. I mean, I'm probably, I'm not really naming names. I'm just thinking stuff off the top of my head. But, you know, the, you know... These huge names, though, and these, and we've met some people that wanted to start up something similar to that. And this was back in, like, 2003. And this gentleman... Uh, called me up, and this is along the same lines of this, this article, and he said, well, here's the idea, Scott. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, well, um, what I want to do is, you know, he's like, you know, like you just said, well, electricians, they charge for their services, right? Um, housing inspectors charge for their services to check your house out. Why don't we start up a business that 
goes in there for people that are trying to buy a home and they want to have it inspected, and along with the electrical inspections, the foundation, all that stuff, the infrastructure, we can have a service that checks it out for ghosts also. And I'm like, well, wow, that's really a crappy idea. But I'll hear you out, you know. And he, and I'm like, well, dude, I heard him out, and I said, well, dude, look, I'm not really in this thing to take people's money. You know, I enjoy doing the show. I enjoy going out and studying this stuff and going on the field. Uh, but I'm not really in it. He's like, well, listen, and this is this. And I've told this to you guys out there. We've talked to, you know, people listening to the show, and we've met personally. Um, this is probably, I, I, I actually call this one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, mm-hmm. because the guy actually said this. He's like, well, That listen, takes a lot. This is a dumb thing this guy said. He's like, well, listen, no. He's like, you're getting, you, you got the wrong idea, Scott. You know, oh, okay, now, now of course, because I'm not firing right tonight, that I'm forgetting. He's like, I don't want to make a living off this. I don't want to make a profit off this. I just want to make a living. Mm, that's the same thing. Exactly. That's exactly what he said. He's like, well, I don't want to make a profit off this thing. I just want to make a living. He's saying he doesn't want to make, be a millionaire off of it. But that's no, no, he said, you know, no, no, no. The Sith only deals in absolutes. No, okay. okay. Oh, and, Lord. and, okay, if you're going to make a living off something, you're making a profit off of something. You go to work because you profit from going to work. Yeah. And then you pay your bills and, you do, you know, you go out and you buy your porno collection and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I'm like, okay, I think I actually just hung the phone up. I'm like, this is... I've talked to telemarketers that had more to say to, than this guy did. So, again, that's one of those things. It's like the bottom line here is at 630. We've got to go to break. Is, you know, recoup your expenses. I don't see why somebody shouldn't do that. You know, I think that's totally cool. I think it's just I've seen some pe- some groups and associations out there that will charge, like, a $200 consulting fee to talk on the phone. And I'm like, Pfft. Yeah, please. They're not going to tell you anything different than I'm going to tell you for free over a smoke and a coffee. They're not going to tell you anything different, period. So that's just something to bite down on there. Why don't we take a quick break, though? We need to, uh, I needed more coffee. We got to get Lynn on the phone. I have to use the bathroom. I have all kinds of crap to do. We got a lot of stuff to do. We try to get Doug on the phone, too, maybe here, too. So, all right, this is Goes to Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Bonnie. Well, I'm Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll be right back after this. Ghostly Talk! Hi, this is Luke. And this is Tobin from Quest Research. Hey, Tobin, what do you get when four guys with absolutely no video experience whatsoever decide to produce their own online paranormal TV show? I don't know what. Oh, wait. I do know. Ghost Diaries, right? That's right. You can check us out and get involved at www.questresearch.net. And the good thing about being new is that we will only get better. So you got bumped on your rump, not surprised you had nothing to say. To your friends, the night before your birthday. You got up and took control of the situation. Not then he wants you back without an explanation. You change your style, you change your hair. Your jeans got tighter, now people fear. He bites his hand and doesn't thinking about you.
between this world and the next, getting thinner. I'm Chris Sloan, inviting you to join in and listen to a new podcast that deals with the paranormal, Parapod, with new guests every week, from paranormal investigators to the people they help. Hear actual EVP. The people that capture. We go into a case to disprove a haunting. Three flashlights, actually four, counting the lantern, were actually honed in on this thing, and it was swallowing the light up. Parapod. Log on to myspace.com forward slash Chris Sloan Radio. That's myspace.com forward slash C H R I S S L O N E Radio. The only difference between the believer and the skeptic is time, and your time is now. Dr. Lynn Kitai is an internationally acclaimed physician and health educator who recently pushed aside her successful medical career to pursue the Phoenix Lights book and award-winning documentary project. She was leading the cutting-edge era of early disease detection and prevention as chief clinical consultant at the world-renowned Arizona Heart Institute's Imaging Prevention Wellness Center in Phoenix, Arizona, until coming forward after seven years of anonymity as a key witness to the still unexplained mass sighting throughout Arizona on March 13, 1997. Her website is www.thephoenixlights.net, and we'd like to welcome Dr. Lynn Kitai to the show. How are you doing, Dr. Lynn? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Scott. Oh, it's it's great to have you. Like I was telling you on the break, I, this is a subject I really wanted to get into here on the show, and I come across your info, and I'm so happy to have you here. Can we start off, if you don't mind... Um, well, let's just, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you're no slouch. <laughs> you have a, I mean, you're, you're doing some really amazing work professionally, and I, I commend you on that also, but to come, I know a lot of people, you know, in this field, in the paranormal, the study, any type of thing that's paranormal, I've talked to several people personally that have, you know, said, look, you know, uh, you know, I I want to study this stuff. I think it's really interesting, and I you know I have I have an interest in this thing. But you know, my professional life sometimes you know will not allow for that. And you know, if, if my my colleagues found out what I was doing, they might not take me very seriously. Right. And uh, you know, I've talked to several people that have said that. So I you know, it seems like it would take a lot of of of, of guts to come forward and talk about this thing. You know, especially a person in your position. Am I correct? Absolutely. In fact, I had no interest or knowledge in this topic at all when both my husband, who's also a physician, and I had a very close sighting to our home. We live uh, mountainside in Paradise Valley, Arizona. It's right next to Scottsdale, and it's uh, okay. we're pretty high in the mountains. We have a panoramic view of the city skyline. We know what planes and helicopters and flares and all that good stuff look like, and mm-hmm. these were very different. And this was literally outside our bedroom window. One wall of our bedroom is a window, so... When, when my husband actually called me to the window, um, this was uh, in 95, February of 95, two mm-hmm. years before the mass sighting, um, it was extraordinary. I mean, I had never really thought about these things before. Um, 
we saw three amber orbs, and I call them an orb because the light did not extend outside the edge, okay. hovering in a pyramid formation over a private gated uh, community. And uh, it was like nothing I'd ever seen. I did get pictures of it, wondered for two years what the heck this advanced technology was doing in a private gated community in Paradise Valley. Yeah, no kidding. And what the heck is it? We don't, hey. Right, yeah, yeah, and didn't even know where to look or who to ask or whatever, and lo and behold, they started showing up again, but at a distance two months before the mass sighting, and if anybody gets on the web website, thephoenixlights.net, mm-hmm. they can take a peek at the photo page, because I happened to catch two months before the mass sighting, which I'll get to in a sec, mm-hmm. this, this same phenomena in the same location mile-wide span of these orbs that seemed to be attached to something, head-on, turning into a V-shape. Um, it was extraordinary. It was so unnerving that I called around the next morning, found air traffic controllers at Sky Harbor International Airport, saw the same thing at the same time, and they shared with me not only did they not show up on radar, but they were hovering in Class B restricted airspace, and when they took up their binoculars to look, they saw six points of light that seemed to be attached to something, but they couldn't quite see what it's attached to. And you would hear that over and over again. Um, two months later, mm-hmm. on March 13, 1997, we're coming up on our 12th anniversary, where thousands of people statewide were looking purposely at the sky for a glimpse of the Hale-Bopp comet. Yeah. And they also caught a glimpse of a mile to two-mile-wide either formation of these lights in a V-shaped boomerang or arrowhead shape or craft. Now, we're actually getting together as we speak. It's been 12 years of investigative work, uh, working with, with so many wonderful people. I mean, when, when I came forward, finally, you asked me about that at the beginning. To answer your question, yes, yeah. there was a lot of soul-searching going on. I mean, I, I didn't want to come forward, and I stayed anonymous for seven years, letting out my pictures and footage for people to see what we saw. But as far as my coming forward, no, I did not want to come forward. But it got so incredibly not only compelling i ended up with a 750 page journal oh my god after, yeah after searching i pushed my entire professional life aside for four years to try to find a logical source and meaning for what i had witnessed and photographed by the way i've yet to find it if anything else in the, <laughs> the world today but besides that I, I did end up with a 750 page journal of not only what happened here uh, during the mass sighting, but of, of similar phenomena since human documentation began and the accelerated sightings that are happening the last few decades um, and more. I mean, I, if we have time, the connection between all unexplained phenomena, which I really think you guys would enjoy because... Well, that's, um, I really want to hear about that, actually. Um, yeah, that's part of the book, too, because I squeezed the best of what I found into 220 pages mm-hmm. and finally came forward in 07. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, as far as the mass sighting goes, I mean, there were thousands of people from all walks of life um, throughout the state that saw many events, uh, and that's what we're getting together now. In fact, if you take a peek at the homepage yeah. uh, of the website, the net, not only do we have a little report from a recent Dateline NBC where we were picked number one uh, of all UFO sightings, but um, we're also getting together a geospatial documentation. It's almost like an animation of the different events that were happening. There were many events that were happening here throughout the state. It was like a parade. Whoever did this wanted to be seen, and it has been so ingrained not only in the witnesses' minds and and others that, that study it, but Every time that something happens around the world now, 
it's compared to the Phoenix Lights, which is really cool. Because when when I came forward in 04, March of 04, the official explanation, and this didn't come come about until five months after the fact, when the when the military was really pressed to come out with something, because yeah. the USA Today article had come out June 18th, opening us up to international scrutiny. And once the, the we were deluged by media from all over the world, and once they started talking to the witnesses. And their stories were so detailed and heartfelt, they, they too were saying, why isn't there an investigation? Why isn't there an explanation? And then suddenly a month later in July, the end of July, they came up with the flare theory. And I have no doubt that flares may have been sent off to divert people's attention away from the true unknowns. But that's not what the true Phoenix lights were. They were, say, anyway, they were saying they were flares in the sky? Yeah, they were saying that, that, and by the way, they said, I mean, <laughs> you know, when you look at the data, it speaks for itself. What they finally said is that the Maryland Air National Guard uh, was sending off flares in the snowbird um, maneuvers, and snowbird means diversionally tactical maneuvers, which means that they were actually doing something to divert people's attention away from the true unknowns. But, mm -hmm. you know, right away, many people that wanted to find a logical explanation, and myself included, um, you know, fed into the flare theory, although I know what I saw, and it wasn't flares, and it was like, fine. Uh, reenacted because once once I came forward actually in, in 2004 the official unaccepted explanation for the Phoenix Lights was military uh, illumination flares but we still kept saying you know it reenacted reenacted and actually uh, right before the third anniversary finally um, they reenacted it and what was amazing to me and people that, and there were very few people that knew, yeah. that I had pictures two months before the mass sighting. And also, when I took pictures of the closed sighting in 95, the same information was in the background there as well. So I knew that whoever did whatever was in my pictures did it three times to do it again. Well, when they finally did send off flares, and there were three Air National Guards that came to town to do that, mm -hmm. um, and they announced it big time, uh, I, I think they thought that this was going to diffuse everything. Well, it just made it even more profound to the people that really saw the real deal because it was nothing. Flares were nothing like what we saw. I mean, flares can't keep a formation. They drift and drop with the wind. Or, well, yeah. Or, yeah. I was going to ask you, like, uh, you know, I've been, you know, I've had flat tires before, and I have <laughs> flares in my trunk, and I'll by no means do I have them. I don't, I don't light them and throw them in the air and hope they stay up there as long as they can. Uh, but well, I, I was wondering, when I asked you, like, okay, do they put, like, a little remote-controlled airplane on them to make them fly? Well, that's road even? flares. Yeah. That's road flares. That's road flares. And the, but the but the LU-2, L-U-U-2 illumination yeah. flares that, they, that the military professed yeah. to be yeah. using are used to illuminate. And they, they are on parachutes, and they twist, oh. and they drop with the wind. Yeah, they're used to yeah. illuminate. Yeah. And they also illuminate the, the, the smoke trail that's coming from them. And, that, and no one... No one that saw the real Phoenix Lights described that. Um, these things were attached to something, or they saw, actually saw a craft. I mean, people saw a craft as well. So there was a lot going on, and some people saw these orbs detach from the main object, go out in the environment, and redock with it. The story is, is just so fascinating, and when you look at the documentation, and I went to extreme lengths, Scott, uh, to... to find a logical explanation. The University of Arizona Optical Science Department, Consciousness Study Department, ASU at Arizona State University, mm -hmm. Geology, Anthropology, Mathematics, Astronomy Department, as well as the renowned Brooks Institute of Photography in Santa Barbara. And no one, no one could give an explanation for what these things are. They cannot be explained or denied. And they're happening worldwide at a faster pace. Have you heard of it? Oh, you said they're happening worldwide. Is there any other 
I mean, as far as something similar to the Phoenix Lights, are people, are people are seeing these same type of formations of these amber orbs, as you call them? Yes. Uh, people are seeing these all over the world. Wow. Yeah, all over the world this past year in Texas, big time. Um, just just recently, actually, I mean, they, they, they've been showing up all over, and, and there was just a, a sighting in Michigan. I, I haven't gotten all the details. Well, you yet. mentioned that when we talked on the phone earlier. You mentioned that. And yeah, I, just the other night, a couple nights ago. Like I told um, you, I, my face was buried in a laptop all weekend working. <laughs> I'm right, kind of detached right. from all reality right now. This is my first social, social interaction in about three days. So. <laughs> Mostly, it's with me. Um, yeah, but at any rate, it's, it's just fascinating. And like I, I, I shared before, it's so much more than just the Phoenix Lights. That really sucked me into this topic, uh-huh. um, and, which is pretty ironic, Scott, I have to say, because for the last 30 years I've been uh, involved with community education of the reality of vital health issues on NBC and USA Cable as their health reporter, and I also have a company that produces video and workbook curriculums for the classroom on the reality of vital health issues like AIDS and teen pregnancy and substance abuse. Discovery Education is distributing them mm-hmm. uh, as we speak. Um, and when this fell in my lap, I really felt obliged to do the same uh, for this vital topic yeah. um, because if it is real, and, and it certainly seems to be, um, there's just too much documentation and um, the people that really open their hearts and their minds are that have seen something. Yeah. Um, and those things can be explained. Now, but, and I'm telling you, Lynn, uh, Dr. Lynn, that uh, we just saw something. I, I, and every week, I, I'm sorry, I have to just keep hammering this every weekend. But, but, but I don't care because uh, Amber and myself here, along with our friend Tom, we just saw something back in, no- what was it, November? Mm-hmm. Back in November, we saw something in the sky. What did we, that we, 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 we It was just this object. I mean... Amber, help me out okay. here. I mean, I, right. my, I got memory of the goldfish okay. today, so go me ahead. Me and Tom, we were sitting out back on his deck, and he was smoking a cigar, and we're just standing out there talking, and all of a sudden I start watching this light that's in the background through the trees, and I first thought, it's, oh, it's a plane. And then the plane, yeah. then the plane took a huge dive and then came back up, and I'm like, that's not what planes do. What I tell people is that, you know, you've seen the little skateboarder guys that go on those half-pipe ramps and do all their yeah. tricks and stuff. This thing was right. doing moves like that. It was going back and well, forth. Well, that's, that's exactly what happens when people see these things doing extraordinary maneuver, maneuvers that, mm. um, you know, we just don't have that technology. I mean, whoever's driving that thing, and most things can be explained, as I said, uh, but there's a small percentage that cannot. And just because we don't have the technology yet to definitively define what these things are, it doesn't mean they're not real. We may just be looking on the AM dial for an FM frequency. I mean, it took 17 centuries. Think about this one. It took mm-hmm. 17 centuries before the advent of the microscope for human beings to realize that there are zillions of microorganisms all around us, even in our bodies. And just in recent decades, we've discovered that there's electromagnetic energy around every living cell. Well, just because we can't see these energies, just because we can't see these living entities, it doesn't mean they're not real. Exactly. So, you know, it's time we, we get this topic out in the open, and that was one of the major reasons I came forward, uh, because as a physician, there's a lot of healing to be had here. There's a lot of people that have seen things that are real to them. And just to be able to talk about it and get it out in the open is very cathartic and healing. And mm-hmm. so it's time we get it out in the open and we address it and accept it and study it so we can find out who's behind it and, and move forward in our own evolution. I agree um, 100% on that. Uh, and a lot more people, I mean, I don't know if even, you know, even in the field we work in here doing this radio show and the studies we do, if 10 or 12 years ago, if I would have saw what I saw in the sky back in November of last year, if I would have really, you know, 
went, went and contacted MUFON, our friends at MUFON, mm -hmm. and, and gave him a detailed mm -hmm. report with pictures and audio and all the stuff. Good so we got a video of it. And it, it, it I know Amber and I laugh because we found a new, whole new appreciation for all them the UFO videos yep. you see on YouTube and, and all that stuff. photos. Yeah, because, I mean, we did the best we could with what we had at the time. Just well, to see, document that's it. terrific. You know, that right. is great. And that's, that's the other reason I came forward. It's time that we... You know, start getting this out in the open and stop with the ridicule and the laughing. And yeah. like I said, most things can be explained. And by the way, mm. everybody comes from a different background, a different upbringing, a different belief system. Some people won't be able to deal with this at all, and that's okay. And and some will feed into the flare theory or other logical explanation, and that's okay if it gives them comfort. Yeah. But for those that really want to expand their mind and, and realize that we are not alone in the universe, and it's so much more than just, UFOs. I mean, I found a connection between all unexplained phenomena. Yes, now, and that, yeah, and I wanted to talk about that with you, too. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I, quantum, I quantum, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to hear no, what you quantum, quantum physics is, is now catching up. We're so in our infancy as far as understanding the possibilities that, that abound in the universe. I mean, if we, if we just look at the string theory, for example, uh, where they're talking about 10 or 11 different dimensions out there, well, why is it such a far stretch if we're in one time in space, and there might even be times and spaces along right here with us, but, mm -hmm. but let's say there's other times and spaces. Why is it such a leap to say that there are other intelligences in those other dimensions that we get glimpses of mm -hmm. when we have experiences, we're invited, or we're open to them? And, and that's what it takes. It really takes having an open mind, and that's the first step, having yeah. an open mind and, and open heart to these things, um, because it was very interesting. When I was... I found it interesting when I was interviewing uh, witnesses to the Phoenix Flights, a number of them said that they had had near-death experiences that was reawakened by the mass sighting. Well, I did too as a childhood experience, and which I get into in the book. It's, it's pretty intriguing in and of itself. But yeah. um, I found that really curious, and I thought, could there possibly be a connection between all unexplained phenomena, be it near-death experience, out-of-body experience, unexplained aerial phenomena, that have a mystical light associated with the experience. Yes. And lo and behold, when I started looking, again, I started finding such fascinating studies, I mean, really scientific, I mean, way, way too complicated for, for the norm. Uh, there was one of uh, the Omega Project at the University of Connecticut by Dr. Kenneth Ring and, and a number of others that really showed, and I tried to lay it out very simply in the book. The first third is about the Phoenix Lights, but then we get into this connection that not only in the experience itself, but what I found really, really important and profound was the positive after effect, the awakening, the enlightenment that happens to an individual that truly experience, mm -hmm. experiences an, an unexplained phenomenon. I started calling them ups because they were so positive. And, and you don't have to experience one to have this positive transformation. All you need to do is open yourself up to it and, and learn about it and read about it. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how your worldview, once you start looking at all the data, and again, it speaks for itself, and there is such an abundance of, of compelling information out there from scientists, as you, as you mentioned at the top. I mean, there, there are many scientists that have been behind closed doors for decades studying these things, Well, they're starting to come forward, as are military and pilots who have seen these things. Um, they're retiring now. They don't have the, the uh, noose around their neck of... of uh, being threatened uh, with coming forward, so yeah. they are finally coming forward. So we're even finding in our documentary, which we're so proud, um, has won over a dozen international film festival awards, the Phoenix Lights documentary, which is unheard of. I mean, not only in documentary land, but also 
certainly of one of this genre, and we have um, the former governor who just came forward this past year after making a big joke out of it in 97. Um, He actually came forward last year to say that he saw this mile-wide triangle craft with or V-shaped craft with lights, um, as well as astronaut Edgar Mitchell. Um, he is wonderful. I mean, he he was actually being conferred with while the sighting was going on and just came forward this past year. We've added him as well um, to say that he uh, he was, was being talked to while, while it was happening, and yeah. he certainly has a lot more to say. Well, that, that, that again, that, and we're hearing more and more similar stories like that, that people, you know, who may have a decade ago ridiculed this thing and said, oh, you guys are crazy, put on the tinfoil hats, what's wrong yeah. with you, you're nuts. Um, they're actually coming going, you know what, you know, it's fine, you've been on the wrong horse you know, 10 years ago, I understand that too. I mean, again, I will stress that. There's people out there, look, they got families to feed. Mm. And, I, and I can't blame someone for going, look, I can't afford to lose my house right. you know, over something right. like this. It was this. very I, scary I coming them. forward. Yeah, I it don't blame them for that. It was very scary coming forward. But people are but, coming, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I was just saying, people are coming forward now. It seems a lot more. You're hearing from people, like you just said, that you know, 10 years ago would have just scoffed at this and said, you're crazy, go away, I can't deal with this right now. You know, And that's fine. I guess that's one of the positive things. Of, again, we mentioned the media here and mm-hmm. paranormal media and stuff. I think it's one of the positive aspects of that is it is breaking down these these, these uh, taboos we've had about studying the paranormal, whether it be ghosts or, or even you know UFOs. Like in this case, people are being much more open to that. And I mean, I can't I can't argue it now. I mean, just right. just talking about what we, you know, we experienced last year, Lynn, Dr. Lynn, that uh, I I mean, I my eyes are open to this thing now too. I mean, I always I was I, I won't lie, I was very very convinced even before we saw this phenomenon in the sky that um, you know I think just logic and just simple science will tell you that it's impossible for us to think that we're the only living, breathing, reproducing organisms in the galaxy, right? There's got to be Well, sure. I mean, listen, you know, when we look at our own galaxy, and who knows how many trillions? I mean, they're estimating there are trillions of galaxies out there. Yeah. Um, our, our one Milky Way galaxy is about 14 billion years old, and now they're saying it might even be a little, little older, but about 14 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, our solar system is a very young solar system. It's only four to six billion years old. So there are scientists now postulating that there could be sentient, intelligent beings out there billions of years ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Think about that. And, and you know, when you, when you really look at the whole picture and you, and you start to realize that, you know, there are so many possibilities um, in, in the universe that, uh, yeah. that we are just start, we are so in our infancy and we've been so inundated, as you said, we have been so inundated with it's a threat, 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 or it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, it's a dream, it's a mirage, whatever. Yeah. That is definitely changing. We are definitely starting to, to move forward. And I think the more people, technology has done that in and of itself, because more and more people are seeing things than were before. It was just a story that people could just blow off. Well, now they're photographing them. Last year, you know, a couple years ago, we got pictures of this, uh, craft that was this orb or, or a disc shaped thing that was hovering right over the tarmac at the, at the Chicago airport, I mean, at O'Hare. Mm-hmm. And, and then, it, and then there was a big thick cloud cover oh. above it. And suddenly it just shot through the cloud cover and left a hole. I mean, I remember that. I remember that story actually from a couple of years ago. I mean, this is on the tar- tarmac. I mean, there are, mm-hmm. there are, 
whoever's doing this, and, and it may be a combination of things. People keep asking me, who is, well, I don't, know, I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is, but I know that it is. And, and the thing is, now it's time to, to study it and Absolutely. find out what's happening. What, where they're from and who's mm-hmm. driving them and, and all that good stuff. So. I agree 100%. Weren't we, unfortunately, we're at the top of the hour. We have to go to break. But I did want to mention this, though, also. This is March. Uh, you know, it's blurry here. I can't see. <laughs> My eyes are shot. March 12th? Uh, well, actually, March 13th. March 13th. Friday okay. the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th. 12th, we mentioned 12th anniversary. The 12, I can't believe it's been 12 years. So, so much has happened, and now it's really... And you're having you an know, anniversary screening. Uh, of we are. We are having an anniversary screening at mm-hmm. Park and Shea Theater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, all the info is on the uh, on the cool. website. Uh, is having three screenings on Sunday. It's usually sold out. So anybody Good. in the neighborhood, um, get your tickets uh Catch your tickets this week, and and it's just a, such a fun thing because people come as strangers and leave connected, and that's the other thing. I mean, there are indigenous societies right here yeah. that I that I couldn't believe. I mean, right here in the Phoenix area that have been looking up at these orbs for centuries. They have now admitted, and so and it's part of their culture. Yeah. So it's, it's time we start growing and maturing and, and realizing that, that we're not alone. hundred percent. I agree. Unfortunately, we got to go to break, though. Dr. Lynn, I can't thank you enough. This was fascinating, We've, and I know I learned so much from this. Mm-hmm. And it's great to hear from people that have had these experiences, like you know, like me and Amber did, you know, not too long ago. Um, and I agree, people need to start coming forward and talking about this stuff more. And I'm, I, we'll have to have you back on again sometime, Lynn. Well, like I really appreciate it. And anybody that wants to get on my website and, and share with me, I love to hear from people. We're even taking a, a research survey for those who have seen something similar to the Phoenix Lights. Um, you know, it's time to get this out in, in the open and talk about it, and and. Uh, and appreciate what other people are experiencing as well, and yeah. I think that's happening. And it's and it's so, so I I'm so grateful that you had had me on to share. We're gonna uh, definitely have them. to do it again. Yes, for sure. I'd love to talk to you more about this. Hang tight for one second. Don't leave us just yet, Doctor Lynn. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go to break here. Coming up, we're gonna be talking to Michael Sala. I think you might know who Michael. Oh, Sala is. absolutely. We're I'm actually I'm on the uh, Exopolitics. Yeah. Uh, Advisory board with with Michael. We're going to be talking to Michael here. Yeah, we're talking to him right after the break here. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Bonnie. Amber. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, there you go. We'll be right back after this. 